0: My favorite OTR segment that we've created thus far has been the real battle joints OTR. That segment for me was amazing. it was it was funny. Uh, we illustrated it in a way to where we wanted to get the viewers' attention. Uh, for, for me, for one, like I gotta say it was my brother. He's doing a lot of great positive things in this world. I'm so proud of him. I've always been a mother. Uh, secondly, because my other brothers, we, we came far in life, and uh, the show that we're doing, we were able to create this positive content. So, for me, thus far, of of all the episodes that we have created, the content that we created with World Battle Juniors OTR, for me, has been
1: my favorite episode.
2: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Off the Record. So we got a special guest today. We got our man Rel Battle, and yeah. he's special because he happens to be the brother of one of the hosts of Off the Record, Quan Battle. So Rel, welcome to the show, man. How's it going?
3: I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's four o'clock here, so you know you guys caught me doing my cocaine hour. So <laughs> <laughs> if uh, I am in L.A., so if my head goes down. It's nothing wrong with my wifi. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> <He just quit.
1: laughs>
3: I'm, I'm good, man. How y'all, how y'all feeling,
1: man? Good, good. good all right. Good, all right. Good,
4: man. So the people all look right. to the people watching, the people listening, you won't be able to see, but the people watching, you're not seeing double. Yes. Quan has a brother that's an LA doing <laughs> oh. the with the comedy thing and the acting thing. Um you probably asking yourself, why haven't we got him on before this? You have to talk, take that up with Kwan. But um we appreciate you, man. We appreciate you taking
3: Kwan, all the time. Kwan can't afford me. That's funny. <laughs> 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 no, no
1: I'm, a,
3: I'm, a big, I'm a big fan. Of you guys, Kwan talked about when y'all first started and stuff. So I was, I said, whatever you need, call at me, man. Y'all should look look good, it's professional, y'all. Y'all, are, y'all, are, y'all are tops in podcasting right now. Y'all can't <laughs> Temptation, nigga, when happened before nigga yeah. left, nobody will hear you yeah. sing. Oh, I look good, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. well, so, it's,
2: if, if the listeners can't tell, Rel is obviously a comedian, man. And yeah. hey, man, t- so tell everybody about your grind, man. You know your, your your upbringing. What made you even make the decision to go into comedy, man?
3: I don't I, I couldn't I couldn't do shit else. I mean you could talk to Claude. I wasn't really um you know, I just uh you know, uh, um, we grew up in the D C the D C Maryland area and then uh, I went to Maryland Cox Park on the turf. And then you know, you get stuck in a place where you don't a lot like a lot of younger generation of people, you don't really know what you want to do with your life. And uh you know, just class clown high school, class clown college, you just you know, you go, Let me see if I can go try that um on the on the higher level. And so um I was I was I was a communications major at Maryland. I did there and then I would always host the shows on campus and stuff. So eventually, I said, "Well, let me." I don't really know what I'm going to do when I graduate. Let me just go to LA and figure something out. I was a writer, but I didn't really know, and comedy just kind of fell into that. So you know, you just you just you stick with it, and eventually you get to a a place that you that you're comfortable with. Most hopefully, most likely. So yeah,
2: I mean, has has LA been everything that you thought it would be before you even got out there? <laughs>
3: I you know I had no real uh, I never been nowhere man we don't I, I family ain't really travelers and shit like I don't know <laughs> we ain't ever, my first time flying on the plane was moving here so um, it, it it you know everything you hear about it really is it's just uh, it's really important that you gotta know who you are before you get here that's how people get caught up so LA was everything man every day somebody's dream is, is comes true it really is a magical fucking place man I don't know if I can cuss up here I don't know what, this, what the rules are. <laughs> Um, no room,
1: bro. But, ready, it, whatever
3: you want. but it, it definitely is a place for your dreams. Dreams do come true every single day. People it sounds cliche to say it, but I've seen people who who you know I'm cool with and next thing you know they doing this, they on here, they are on SNL now, they on fucking this show, rappers. I met Kendrick before he was Kendrick, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, the Environment is just uh it's about uh, passion and dreams and art. So uh it, it is everything you would think it, it would be. It really is uh it really is an American dream in a sense.
2: Yeah, I mean, you get the you get to be around some some heavyweights, man. I mean, I caught you on Conan a couple of years ago. I know you you, you rub shoulders with Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. like, you know, what is it like being around those kind of people? Who you know, fans expect those people to be celebrities and to be funny and to be these huge individuals all the time. But I assume that they're regular people behind closed doors, right? Yeah, I always. I don't know if I'm behind closed doors. What kind of podcast is this?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, <laughs> uh, uh, like I
3: tell people all the time, like, you go around our area, like, it's easy to meet a politician if you if you from DC, that's just they're everywhere, you know what I'm saying? That's like, that's just the that's the that's the trade of DC or whatever. Um, Y'all niggas more Baltimore, though, so crime. You easy to meet a a crack dealer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's
3: easy to find a nigga that fights dogs by the harbor, whatever y'all they do out there. (laughs) But L.A., L.A., the trade is art. The trade is comedy. The trade is acting. The trade is, uh, you know, entertainment business. So if you're living here for a while, you're just going to run into these people anyway because... Eddie Murphy goes to the Starbucks up the street and, you know, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, she, she hangs out at the bar over there. So this is kind of where they kind of live anyway. So uh, Here it doesn't feel like that. Everywhere else it feels like that. They don't live in Minnesota, but here it just feels like this is where they live. And it's, it's more of a, it's more of a business than Hollywood in LA. You know what I'm saying? Here it's a job. We don't talk about it. It's a job, and we going. I'm going to work tomorrow. It's not like oh, I'm in the movies. Like I got to work on this thing for six weeks. Mm-hmm. That
0: makes, yeah. I mean, cool. So I, I I actually noticed that too when I came out there to visit. You, um, <laughs> you know, so you remember that time when I came out there and the I, I pretty much yeah, you know what I mean. I just rolled with you and I just saw, I just pretty much, you and Just saw what you did for the day, and like everybody carried it as if it was just like a literally like a little nine to five. Like it was just like you go in, you, you do your skit. You do what you gotta do and then you know, you go take a break and then you go back and you go, you know, you work some more. Um like be like bitches
3: and party and all it's like nah nigga, I'm up at 8 we We're we writing, I'm at I'm over here working on my act, I'm I got auditions. Like it wasn't, you know, it the fun shit is like any other place. Friday night, you go party, whatever night, but it's uh it's really uh especially now with the internet. So now it's, it really is work, but it's it's a job you enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all y'all got paid. Stupid amount of money to do this pop you gotta do it every day. You know what I'm saying? It'll be nothing if you let you enjoy doing
0: it. I mean,
2: absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we're speaking of the internet, man. Let me ask you this: so, you know, we're all in our 30s, and we were growing up. Eddie Murphy, Seinfeld, before then, Red Fox, prior, like they had to hit the circuit, they had to go to certain comedy clubs to kind of make a name for themselves. But now people go on YouTube, TikTok, whatever it is. They do something funny and all of a sudden, you know, they blow up and then they grind. What do you make of how, you know, people like Desi Banks, like they, their their avenue is different from more traditional comedians. Like, What do you make of how people kind of blow up now?
3: I don't, hey, man, comedy don't belong to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a part of it. I think uh, it's, it's, it, if you can go on an audience and it's a business, you can go on an audience to come see you. So be it, you know. I, I I hope that people get the time to kind of to work on their act, make sure they shit is on point, just out of respect for the game. But if you can get an audience to fuck with you and, and come see you, so be it. Um DC Young Fly is one of those guys who had a who had an online audience first and he really worked, worked on his shit. And now he can go on the club and he can still do well. You know, I think it was like like um like Zion. Zion was the internet dude. Dion Williamson was killing on the internet. It was, you know, when the videos would go viral. he looked at that dude, girl. you know, Lamelo Ball was internet, but Lamelo's really nice, and Zion really can hang in the NBA. So as long as you work in your craft, like man, make your money, young blood. I ain't tripping. Cool.
1: Cool.
0: cool. What what what's like what's the, like the general consensus of that though? Like, because you know, like <laughs> you a comedian, you discuss stand up, you discuss like how long it took. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um. You know what I mean? What you gotta go through. You know what I'm saying? Like just that longevity it took just to struggle to get to where you need to go. And then you have somebody that shit jumps on the internet, does some social media and shit blows up six, seven months, like eight months, a year. You know what I'm saying? Like is it something to what's the general senses of like comedians? Are right? they like, man, that shit, that shit really stand up? Is it like eh?
3: You got niggas who don't like it in every every corner. That's like any job where you wrap your ass off and then some new kid out of college comes and he jumps up, he's your boss. You know what I'm saying? That's like any job. I, you know, everybody's different. I don't, I don't see it as a big deal, really. Because at the end of the day, like, you guys don't see it cause you're not like in the comedy club every night. But a lot of these cats aren't prepared. They just bomb. Not saying they're not talented, it's just <clears throat> if you've been doing comedy for, for one year and then you got a guy who's been for 10 years, you're not gonna be as good as him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you can sell out, but you're gonna, you're gonna probably bomb all over the country. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say make sure your art is on point. Back at the end of the day, like, it, I don't think it really matters. The artist, You can be the dopest nigga alive and nobody come and see you. don't matter. You know, who cares? There are a lot of really incredible dope comics who can't get people to come to, to the crowd. So if I'm a comedy club owner, I'm going to book the guy that's on the internet that's going to bring in 600 people than the guy that's really incredibly smart and, and powerful and really funny who can't bring in more than 100 people. So um, I don't really think it matters. It all kind of equals out at the end. You know, they, you know, the game isn't really casting the internet people yet. They're casting the people that know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think Kevin Hart is one of the guys who kind of mastered both. You know, he, his stand-up is incredible, and he got the internet game on lock. So he kind of, that's why he's so successful right now. So I think that's kind of the ultimate goal for most people.
2: <laughs> I'm Alex, one of the hosts of OTR. I began podcasting in 2017 when I started the Laker Central Podcast and I'm proud to announce that I've launched crossover media, bringing more diversity to podcasting and live streaming. We currently have six shows on our platform and our flagship show, the crossover podcast just debuted featuring guests from diverse backgrounds, telling their stories and speaking on topics that matter the most. Go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to the crossover podcast and follow us on Twitter at crossover 365
0: Speaking of, uh,
4: Kevin Hart, is there anybody like in the industry that you look to like as as a mentor or somebody that you kind of you know well not clone yourself but things that you different comics that you take pieces away from? Is there any one person or a group of people that you do that with?
3: A lot of guys you guys probably wouldn't know them because they're not like super famous, Um, but as y'all know, um, who I I fuck with, Um, a lot of guys I watch, man. I don't know if you guys know. You guys know Tony Rock. Yeah. So, I mean, rock.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, right. yeah.
3: yeah. Tony right. Rock. Yeah. 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 He used to host I was the show at the Laugh Factory called Chocolate Sundays. He used to host the show when I was coming up. And I was like a three year comic. I was, you know, I was not known. So he was the main host. So I would just watch and study him and how he carried himself. He's from New York. He's from Brooklyn, I'm from BC. So swagger similar. And he was a smart dude. So I used to kind of follow his moves a little bit his other comic name uh Utah McGraw um who else is popping man um Ian uh who who you guys know uh there's a lot of guys who are popping in the scene who might not necessarily they might not be a big on TV but they're, 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 they 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 write out here out here they the, they the gods so those kind of got to learn how to okay don't do that don't say that okay you can tell the crowd on like that so fall back a little bit you know what i'm saying how to hold your stuff so um most comics we we're in the club before i ever see us we're in the club five years just studying and working and grinding and getting better you know
1: takes
2: time i mean what was your first experience like getting on stage were you i mean i'm sure you might have been nervous but like what was it like did did you bomb did you walk off stage like oh i i I can do this what was it like
3: Man, you know what's funny man i don't don't want i mean i'm gonna sound like um you know, arrogant. I I wasn't really nervous, bro. I just, I just, uh um, so I remember the week before, I this, I got fired from a cheesecake factory and I was like really depressed. This was my first year in comedy. And I was on my way home. I had my roommate's car. I was driving home. I don't think Quan even know this story. <clears throat> and uh, I was heading home every day. I went past this comedy club. I didn't come to LA to be a comic. I came to LA to just, just act and stuff and write. And so I I, uh, I go to the comedy club. I got my my all you know, they were all white at Factory, right? And um, I went in there, I had my whole white uniform on. I sat there, I was open mic. This girl was on stage and it was trash. I mean, she was bombarded. just despicable. If she gets off stage, <laughs> she gives her money. she got paid for that bullshit. <laughs> so, <laughs> I came in there with just whatever some shit I had in my head, and I just went up. And I remember um, I did about five jokes and three worked. <laughs> and I, okay, like, I'm nice, nigga, I'm... <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Chris who? Chris Rock. And three worked. And then, uh, you know, people clapping talking for him, like, yeah, all right, you know? And I was talking too fast, I was stumbling, but I had energy, I wasn't, I wasn't shy. And um, like that day, some dude was like, hey man, I do this improv show, I want you to come do a set. Before I even knew what a set was, so that first, that first uh, show, and I didn't, I, I wasn't good, but for me not knowing what, what good was, mm-hmm. I did great. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I got like three laughs to me who had never. When <laughs> I was ill, and then uh, and then, I, and, then I, and then I was like, my whole first year I was doing well. My whole first year I did good. I was because I had I had natural energy. That was funny, right? And I was doing well. I was super skinny. And um, I, I did all these LA contests and I was winning. You, back then you, you do a test, you win some prizes and shit, you get to place. And uh, I was just doing good. I was like, I'm the best nigga to ever do this shit. I'm winning. All- <laughs> I'm the best nigga ever. What I didn't realize is, is that comics take about three or four years to get over their nerves before they can start working on their ass. I didn't have nerves because I, I played football and I was like, I was I a was real team in high school and I was a So me and my brother are very active people. So, I, I, so it, the facade was I was doing well. So what happened was I, when I got into a real show, that wasn't open mic, a bunch of new guys. I got into a real show. Uh, I was in Atlanta and Jamie Foxx had this thing called the uh, laugh of palooza contest. I, I got into this contest. And maybe, a year, maybe nine months in the comedy. It was a real crowd with real niggas and real people with Jamie Foxx. And let me tell you Damn. something. I bombed my ass off. It was, it was just like, it was some old Facebook joke. It was like, ladies, if I you a friend request and you accept, bitch, we together. It was some stupid shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I bombed, and then I bombed straight for like a, like a year. Like straight, it's like a year straight, and until I, and what kept me going was that I was like, I did good for like almost a year, or something, maybe it's me. And so you, you work through that, and then you realize, talk to an old head, like, yeah, nigga, you got to bomb, you bomb until you get good. And that's just, that's just the game. And then once I realized you got to fuck up to get better, I didn't, because in comedy, you don't think, oh, you got to take a thousand shots every day to get a good jump shot. You don't think about that. You think you just, because people, I thought you were going on stage and you were funny. And it's like no, you gotta work. Y'all, y'all don't see Cat Williams in the struggle stage. You saw Cat Williams on Pep Chronicles. You don't see the, the ten years he was she was he was, was shitting the bed. You know what I'm saying? So I said oh, you, gotta, you gotta work on this shit. And then and then it, it kinda went from there. But it wasn't a bad first time.
0: I know so, how you said when it comes to like bombing, you you know, um when you first did it, you know, it. it it kind of hurt you, it kind of fucked you up, and like you, know, you kind of went through that motion where, you know you bawled for a little while. Um,
1: yeah.
0: But shit, man, just you know what I'm saying. Just get a chance to tell. Just like you said, it, it you know, it iron sharpens iron, right? So it, it puts you in a position to where you know it got it got you better. You
1: mm-hmm. know what
0: I'm saying? Um, you know, I, I I can recall there were times where you know when we were younger, um, where you know <clears throat> we would always tell you like, yo, man, shit, just you know keep keep pushing the shit. Just you know what I'm saying? Keep grinding, whatever, keep going. And even when it came to like, I remember like the Jamie LaFollosa when you when he was on it, you know what I'm yeah. saying. And um, like we you know just like we people always telling you like yo like when you go you like you you gonna you know what I'm saying you going you gonna do some shit you are gonna do some some real dope shit you know what I'm saying. And I remember like you seen being on the Jamie Foster and I'm just like damn, just just for the mere fact of you being there, you know what I'm saying, just the experience, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You've been able to get a chance to just experience everything like. And even bomb, you know, fuck it, you know what I mean? It is what it is. But this shit made you stronger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying made you stronger. So like, just for the people out there that do want to do that, that actually want to, you know, want to pursue that shit, man. Like, you know, it, it's just like you said. It's it's you don't see those times where cat, you said Cat Williams was, was shit in the bed. You know, you just see We've him.
2: We've seen Cat you know, like, Williams shit the bed. I, <laughs> I <haven't seen laughs> <that Williams. laughs>
0: you know what I'm saying? But like, just like you said, you know, you. People see the glorious moments and shit. Yeah, and it, and it also kind of reminds me of like I, I've also heard comics say like, "Yo, some of the like the 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 funniest dope comics are the ones that have like that I mean they're dark. You know what I'm saying? They have like dark comedy and shit." Yeah. Is that a question,
2: nigga? I'm confused. Uh... <laughs> a confused. That was his monologue. <laughs> oh, okay, oh,
1: I, know.
4: <laughs> I got I got a question for you, bro. Like like you said. You know, most people just see, you know, what they see on stage. Yeah.
3: Um,
4: how much time or how important is it to put your time in as a as a as a comic, like off the stage? So like your writing and working on your on on your act. How much time would you say you spend typically, you know, perfecting that part of it when you when you're doing your thing on the stage?
1: I mean,
3: man, you know, um, I mean, like I tell people all the time, like, this is an obsession. It's not really a time. It's this is an obsession. Comedy is all is constantly on, on, on my mind. You know, and you, you ask most comics, comics fuck with comedy more than sex.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know what I'm saying? This is this is like, this is like all day, every day. Like I tell people, like yo, if 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 comics spent the amount of time they do comedy in another art form or another craft, they would be geniuses in that craft. That's how high level... So you got to stay in comics, spend 10 years working on comedy to get kind of good. So 10 years in any other profession, in law, uh, law uh, medical school, whatever, you the top of your brand. But most things who've been doing comedy for 10 years ain't making it. You know what I'm saying? So that's, what, that's how hard it is to get on. So uh, this every day, but my study is watching rock, watching... Ray Romano watching, you know, the Seinfelds or whoever or Patrice O'Neills, my, you know, Wanda Sykes. my my train is watching them constantly writing, constantly studying. Comedy clubs are like clubs a little bit. So you out you had a party every night working on your app, working in, you know, we had coffee shops, we had the back of comic book stores, we had gay bars, we had real ball, uh, club bars, we had we had uh I went to a, a redneck bar and had to do some sets but they were saying nigga in the in the crowd, like yeah. Any place that's a space where people can come, you're working on your shit. New York, we be up seven shows, seven spots a night. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's, it's a constant, it's not really a time. I can't even measure it, bro, it's immeasurable. It's like raising a child. You don't, you don't count the time you measure your, you raise your child. You just, you just, you be with your kid in the morning and you be there with them, you know what I mean? Right. But it's, it's a constant obsession that lasts fucking forever almost, you know?
2: I mean, what's your goal for yourself, man? With comedy, like where do you see yourself? I mean, what are you planning for with this writing, creating TV shows, movies, creating a platform for somebody else? What what what's your goal,
3: man? I, you know, I, I, it's crazy to say I kind of already achieved it. You know what I'm saying? All I wanted to do was just really be able to make a living and buy J's. That's all I really gave a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I don't have no. Uh, <laughs>
1: you
3: know, me and Kwan, we got a pretty cool family. Like. Um I I our grandmother's great. Our family for the most part gets along. We ain't had no crazy wild shit. We got regular nigga shit, but everybody got that. So I didn't have no desire to do crazy things. And so when I got here, my goals had to change. I want to make a living off this shit. And once you do that, you gotta keep creating uh different levels to to attain to. So now my goal is freedom. I like being in control of my craft. I like being able to say yo, we going to Brazil for the birthday uh, for two weeks or we doing this or whatever, and I can come back and still have opportunities. At the end of the day, uh, um, content for, for, for people that look like us, that's always a battle. You know what I'm saying? It, it probably Hollywood's better now. You got like Atlanta, <laughs> Secures, you got all this shit. So when I first started, it wasn't like that. So be able to create content on film and television that, uh, that people, people look like us telling our story, you know nothing would make me happy than being able to bring a DC type story to to TV. You know, you know Donald Glover got Atlanta. Issa from PG, I know that, but she she from LA too. She got the LA Institute, it's like an LA thing. Mm-hmm. To be able to be able to speak for speak for speak by folks, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, put my city on the map. I come from. We come from Chappelle, We come from Martin. We come from you know Red Grant and Wanda Sykes and Dominique. So. Be able to put that on a higher level would be the goal. Um, that the whole world can see how, how dope DC and Maryland Baltimore area is.
2: You you mentioned insecure, um, Issa. If you're watching,
4: hi, that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> big Issa <laughs> stand. so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you that one out there. I'm, sh- I'm sure your lady's watching, yeah. I'm probably, yeah, I'm
3: probably gonna get in trouble for that. You get a pass for that, <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> so so bro.
3: That show's heavy PG. Easter lived in PG. Yvonne, I know, is from I think she's from Laurel. She played really? mom. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Kelly, uh, the other friend, the funny one, she was from Maryland. So that mm-hmm. show got wow. a, that show got a he- lot of Maryland over there, bro. Yeah. Wow, wow,
1: that's
4: yeah. dope. So, and for the people that's that's listening and watching, you know, if they don't know already, you're on the show called Superior Donuts.
3: Right. I think it was. Was uh, oh well. What I thought you, I thought I just yeah, seen your tweet. Look, we straight to the DVD now. We in the uh, we in <laughs> the, we in the right, well, but no, but hey, Chuck's still coming, so I ain't tripping, right? That's all that's like, right, shit, that's all. That, so that's all. bad <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Listen, people still find names, they can watch it, <laughs> right?
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> well, my, my question to bounce over that is. It, what's the difference between you know being on screen and being on a set and 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 you know being being funny and acting versus being on a stage or can you is it kind of for you is it kind of the same thing like it just it just clicked like bam I'm doing I'm doing my thing this is me or is it a different vibe is it a different type style you have to bring or whatever
3: I mean I could I could break it down like real Hollywood but you it's gonna be like a lot but I can say this basically. Um, it, it's um a, a TV set, a TV show like a like a like. It's called I don't know if you guys probably it's multi-camera like Friends was multi-camera and and uh, you know my show Donuts and like everybody loves Raymond Seinfeld multi-camera and you got like The Office is single-camera. It's more like it looking like a movie, like a video. Office and Parks and Rec, Thirty Rock. So multi-camera shows like Friends and my show, those shows are. Five-hour days, nigga. Like we get there eleven. We out by six, if that. Maybe eleven it's one. It's just easy. The sets there is is quick. It's an easy schedule. You finish by three. You can go whatever, right? Um, and then single camera is like an all day thing, so you can't really uh be more late. You, you got to be more a little bit more structured. Um, most of the time for multi cam, my type of show, a writer writes the show. You are the character. It ain't you. It's the character. You gotta, you gotta be this person, right? So it's not, you're not gonna say the shit you say, you're not gonna talk the way you talk. Um, you are hired to be, in a sense, a working actor, a body, right? Or a single camera, usually they, it's your personality is what works, right? Tracy Morgan got hired to be Tracy Morgan on 30 Rock. You know me? If Tracy Morgan was on another type of show, he probably had to be a certain type of person. So, right, right.
1: What they want. that makes sense? Yeah, right, yeah.
3: right, right. So, um, you're not gonna always give the script, you're not gonna always get it. You, it's gonna be words you would never probably say a lot of the time, but you are an employee of the network, you know what I'm saying. And people like CBS, they know what they want, so they want this type of show. You gotta be that person, so that's why stand up is so important because no matter what my character is on this TV show as an actor, my stand up gonna be me, you know what I'm saying. So, I think that's why it's important for people that do stand up to kind of stay in stand up always always define yourself. Like my Conan said, I, and, I, and I don't got no problem with Conan, they, they dope, it was super cool. That's like, that's like me going to work. That's like, my, I'm at the corporate job. You know niggas speak two languages, right? Right.
1: Yeah.
3: You know, man, we got jobs. So, I used to speak with your boys, and when you were at the office, Conan was, I had to go to the office, I had to go work. You're working for a, a corporation, I'm going to work today. So, right, right. You gotta, my goal was, I feel like I can, Perform in the arena. That's my goal to show that. So I'm gonna go do this awkward shit. But come see my show at midnight at the Laugh Factory. You might get some raw shit. So don't don't come here thinking this is gonna be the same dude. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like I, I you know I wanted to I want to present I was talented enough to do to do any room no matter what. That's the question.
2: Do you think comedy is different now than when you know guys like Bernie Mac were starting out? You know, mentioned Eddie and them earlier. You feel like there's like a there's potentially a drought in comedy where there's not as many of those legends walking around at the same time as there was 20 years ago.
3: No, I think it's I think it's better. I think it's, um I think it's some some parts are better, certain parts are worse. I think mm-hmm. you know you're never going to be able to. You, nobody's gonna ever be as good as Eddie Murphy. Nobody's going ever be as good as as Cosby and and Pryor and, and Carlin because you know they didn't have they didn't have other shit to do. They didn't have Instagram and Twitter and Tinder mm-hmm. and. But um, they they all they could do was stand up. They're not distracted. They spent years being stand-ups all fucking day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, difference is we can get on faster. Like you said, it's internet niggas who 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 are millionaires mm-hmm. who, who don't really gotta be that good at stand up at all. You see what I'm saying? It's the it's the hustle. You know, it's like rap, right? Before you had to be able to rap. Right. Now you can have the Kendrick and the J. Cole's and the Drakes, but you can also have the niggas like what you what? And but you still want them young boys to eat. They do if they do it for the hustle, and that's okay. They both are okay, and I think comedy like that too. So you don't have the grace like that. You got good people, but you still people can eat now. That's everybody can make it in comedy now. That, you couldn't say that 15, 20 years ago. Everybody who works hard enough can make a living out of staying up comedy because somebody want to see your shit. You know.
2: You ever get concerned that as 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 your career grows in comedy and you become more famous that? Cancel culture may come for you or somebody might find an old tweet or something. Does that ever cross your mind?
3: Let me tell you something. Uh, any nigga that was around in 2002. Uh, any nigga that was around in 99. when, when uh, You talking about Black Planet? Me was around when back that ass I was on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> you was around when where do you see my dick came on in the uh, club. You gotta worry, <laughs> right? If yeah. if the yin, yang yin was on in your youth, you gotta. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Really... <laughs> I'm, look, I'm not really, really concerned. It's just that I, you know we've all said shit ten years ago that we don't even remember. Mm-hmm. That it, it was some, certain words were cool ten years ago; they ain't cool now. Certain behaviors were cool ten years ago that we ain't cool now, and uh, I think I'm, I'm I think I'm okay, but I know that I've said hella shit. My first couple years of comedy that I couldn't say today, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, uh, man, I got I got hella jokes about black women. Like I can't.
1: Oh lord. But <laughs> I want to I want, so.
2: What I want to ask you about that, man? Because at, at one point, comics could comics could say really really anything. Comics were like the pulse of the world, right? Like you could say the truth in comedy and now it feels like even comics, comics can't say things, even though comics, a lot of them will still just say what they need to say. But even comics could attack now.
3: I think you can say, I I mean, in all honesty, I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want. The problem is you got to make sure that your joke is so undeniable, so funny, people can't say shit to it. Chappelle is still saying what he wants. Mm -hmm. Bill Burr still saying what they want. Just you you gotta make sure that your shit is that good, though. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be that guy. You gotta make sure your 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 writing is on point. And and at the same time, you have podcasts now, so you can't. Comics can't get canceled. People keep saying that shit. Cancel to me means only things who lose their careers are pedophiles or, or you know rapists. Everybody else, okay, you might may not be able to do SNL or this TV show ain't gonna fuck with you. As long as you got a podcast you can still move. I mean, how many times they try to cancel Joe Rogan? You know what I'm saying? Uh,
2: well, yeah,
3: yeah. So, as long as you have an audience, you can always say what you want. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I like being on TV, so I watch my mouth sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that TV check is brilliant. <laughs> it's stupid. It's, 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 if people knew what they pay motherfuckers out here to do nothing, <laughs> nobody would... If all of us really knew, only people in like know. If y'all really knew how much they paid, they, they paid me, okay?
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, but bro, you it's, hot though. You, 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 funny, right?
3: you, don't, you don't get it, like they. If people knew what what they pay people to do the amount of work that we fucking do, y'all be like what the fuck? It was some episodes they were like won't even need you in this episode, so I'm still getting paid the same check. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 don't, it's just it's just stupid free money out here so uh so yeah man so that's my i don't know what the question was but
0: <laughs> i got i got lost in my
3: excitement i'm passionate <laughs> no
0: no 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 be that, yo i got a question to ask you though because you've been out for a minute so just take it to the music side for a little bit right
1: uh, uh, oh nigga <laughs> so, oh,
0: yo you of course you was around there a, a course of course the time when Nipsey Hustle was alive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Around the LA area. Like just just, just give us a just a a, a a blind scope of like not a blind scope but just a scope of like just what he meant for the city. You know what I'm saying? Like where he meant the people, poor people, you know what I'm saying? Like just just you know, uh, maybe everyday workers or whatever, or just comedians or, you know, just just in general. People that kind of saw saw him, you know, within themselves. I had an opportunity to work with Nip man and um
3: Nip like I, I, it's weird because everybody kind of became a fan when he passed, and i have never. I hate when people say, "Y'all ain't know who the fuck he was when he was locked. So what? You you got if you came off of him after he dead or a year later? Who gives a fuck? You still you you a fan? You know niggas didn't appreciate Picasso until he was dead. Who cares, right? So as long as you fuck with it, you still support. You just feed his family. Who cares? Like, but LA, he was already Tupac. And people think that sounds crazy, but in L.A., he was like, it's kind of like how, um, you know, Atlanta loves Gucci. The rest of the world go, okay, but in Atlanta, Gucci is God. You know what I'm saying? So he, it's the same thing E-40 in the Bay. E-40 in the Bay is everything, even though the rest of the country trying to decipher what the fuck he's saying. But uh, but uh, it, it was important. So he passed. Oh, it was like, I'm going to say Nipsey's rival, Kobe. His death. Wow. I'm, I, I'm gonna say the level of of hurt was very similar, and they both died on a Sunday. So um, he just was he was a guy you can go touch, and that's kind of might have been part of the demise. He he's a guy you can go touch. You can go Friday afternoon to his 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 his, his, uh, his store, and he would be there chilling. You know what I'm saying? Which is. Probably added to him getting caught up, but you could really go see him. He was really in the hood, so um, I think people just connected to that. That that guy was that real of a person, and he was a he was a motivator. Like you know, Jeezy used to be motivation one on one. Nipsey was the West Coast brother. and that. He was a motivation. He shit together. He was telling niggas how to do. It. He was sharing game every day. So I think a lot of brothers really appreciated that. in, in any aspect of your of your life,
1: yeah, sure, so,
4: definitely, definitely. Yeah, re- at I remember. I think you were supposed to go out there around that time, right?
1: Uh, yeah.
4: And then yeah. and I think well, because I remember asking you, like, yo, what your brother saying is like out there. And I think you was like, Rel said, yo, I
0: don't I
4: don't know if you want to <laughs> come out here. You shouldn't come out here now.
0: It was,
3: like, <laughs> it was a man minute. It was a little manhunt. But dude. So it was like, it was it was it was like it was crazy. You know, I stay, I, I stay around these whites. So I don't know what's what that's what the hood told me. I got I was on Twitter. I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> White's in the game, son. <laughs> I ain't about to miss my, my latte
0: appointment. But no, but, I, but I think it's cool, though, because I, I noticed you said something in the podcast. You said that, you know, you look at yourself as a comedian. That's an overall comedian. Like, you just don't look at yourself as like black culture or white culture. You look at yourself as a, a, a straight-up comedian. You know what I mean? That can understand, you know, the everyday struggles of, of what people go through. You know what I mean? So um just to say, I, th- I think that shit's amazing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you you, you never let the Hollywood or the glistening and glamour, you never let the shit get to you. Um you, You've been you since day one.
3: Um I think that's a testament to, our, like I said, our family, man. We got like a really honest, you know, raw fucking family who don't give a fuck. They hood, they ghetto, they educated, they love, they hit, you know what I'm saying? We have a very big, raw and now our father just you know what i'm saying so uh your family keeps you pretty pretty on point and you because it's it's so easy to get caught up in this shit out here man it's 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 you see it on tv like they crazy out there it's like nah nigga it's you get out here it's easy to get caught up in the bullshit you know I seen it I had you at the party nigga you saw it was cracking so yeah, that shit went from like three people to like literally a hundred people <laughs> like, and, mm-hmm. and the wild oh, yeah. if if uh, the wild shit that you if you saw the party around the way that popped off, you go, What the fuck's going on? I'll hear this every day. So uh if you don't know who you are, you're definitely gonna find out who you are. Come out to LA. But um it's worth it, man. It's it's a, it's really worth it.
4: Man, you, look you had go one? ahead, Mike. Is it true you had to stop Kwon from doing the seawalk when he was in the party out there? Nah,
3: uh, man, I ain't make uh, Quan, I, ain't, I didn't let Kwon go outside with me too much. <laughs> <laughs> and then <they> get out. his <laughs> house.
1: <laughs> about to embarrass me, nigga. You still got <laughs> it. <him. laughs>
0: Wait a little, bro. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be back out there, though. Be back out there. No <laughs> man. And um, yeah, it was. a will try it. I'm trying I'm trying to come you, Don't leave me. Huh? I said I'll try to come with you, man. Don't leave me. Yeah, yeah. It was yo, it I'm telling you, man, it it was an amazing experience. Like just not even I mean, even being around, I mean, just being around family, just being around, you know, you you know, you and Terrence, you know, just you know how we always are when we you know yeah, yeah. together. So um but just the mindset that it put me in. You know what I'm saying? Like just the mindset that it put me in and, and actually going back, it just put me in a, it put me in a total different mindset. So um, yeah, because you—I mean, you came out when I was like doing all right. Like,
3: I—I I, we had mentioned this. I still had six years of complete depression. <laughs> <laughs> it was still six years of the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but yeah. like you working through shit. Now we're in a place where everybody's good, and we we kind of continue to move forward. So yeah.
0: So yeah, I know you, you told me to come out there, and, and you know, if I wanted to be turtle, I could be turtle. Like, party. yeah, it could be all good. But I was like, nah, man. You know, I gotta gotta find my way. But no, but it it was.
1: Nah, no, you, uh, <laughs> you shot up the club, You shot up the club. Oh
0: man!
4: Well, look, I know we gotta let you go soon. But I just got—I got to get a question in about Quan. How is it, or how was it growing up, or how is it now with Quan being a big brother to you? Um, you can t- get get the people one story or something they can laugh on about Kwon. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, oh,
1: man. I don't even you know. I to say this, like, um, and this might sound crazy. I don't think well, I don't
3: think we've ever really fought. I don't know. I mean, we've had little shit. I don't think we ever really had like a brother fight. I
0: don't know. Am I tripping? No, nah, I don't think anything... No, nah, I don't think I, anything like... We've all talked about hip-hop. Yeah. But
2: That's because Quan thinks Master P is the greatest rapper of all time. <laughs> oh, I, 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 uh, I, still, I still
0: think he's one of the one of the greatest entrepreneurs.
1: Entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Rap is... I, I, you yeah. Wise too. yeah.
1: Quan little <laughs> yeah. <Yeah>. <laughs> weird. weird.
3: You little weird. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, nah, I mean... My, me and my brother we play all the time, and I was I was talking about this the other day. I said, me and Quan never really had, like, like, know, I ain't trying to put our shit out there, but we met late. You know, my father was out in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> no, he went, but he Quan uh, was born first, so we met later in life. Not like we weren't, we didn't come up the whole time. And so I swear to God, maybe Quan only feel this. The day we met, it was like we was brothers the whole time. We, you know what I'm saying? We we was already linked in, and I don't know if that's a blood thing or what. But I didn't, It wasn't no awkwardness. It was like that's my big brother, and we was we was a go from there. And I I, I think testament to just strong bonds of family, man. And um, you know, we got our our shit, but I don't think we ever really had no crazy major issues. And he's always a dope brother. And just and quiet, stay out of shit. You do you hear quiet niggas. So you know, you know, he let us fight. You don't get involved. So um, nah, we all I ain't got no I don't have no bad stories about you, bro. Now I can think about it.
0: You know what i'm saying but uh yeah shit man i, I, that, I think that's a good thing you know what i'm yeah. saying you know what right, i mean right. um, but yeah but i mean vice first it's the same thing with y'all like with you you know what i'm saying and you so you know y'all always and even though it was a awkward way you know what i'm saying yeah. of, of how it happened you know what i'm saying yeah. but i i thank god every day um yeah. and you know shit i would i wouldn't trade it for anything in the world so uh yeah, man, shit. You know what I'm saying? We, we, you know, we, we, we have a great relationship. And just Like you said, it's just testament to family and shit, man. You know, I, you know, he's, he's 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 kept us tight. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and just you know, we keep moving and shit, man. That's 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 what's up. Yeah. We, we got stories,
1: though. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. So then we got, but we got stories, though. <laughs> real might not have stories, but we got stories. <laughs> I don't even real like that. Story. <laughs>
0: I
2: don't know what y'all talking about. Talking about. <laughs> oh, no, no. I got stories and pictures. I mean, you know, <laughs> we came up together. I know you know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Ter- uh, real man, appreciate you coming on. Wish you continued success, man. Um, It's wonderful to see brothers doing well, and certainly wish you continued success, man. So, hopefully, we get you back on at some point. Uh, maybe when you produce a huge movie or something out in L.A., you have us out there. I'm a Laker fan, if you can't tell, so I like floor seats, by the way.
3: Right squad, fam. Hey, that's how,
2: that's how oh, we do.
3: I, I missed the game so much. I was watching the practice videos from inside the bubble,
1: bro. I'm watching that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's how much I miss it, <laughs> man. Yeah, uh, hey,
4: go ahead, How? No, go ahead, man. I was just going to say, bro, like, man, look, we we trying to do some things, man. So we appreciate you taking the time, man. Anytime we get a guest on, we appreciate it, man. So thank you, man. If you want, you got anything to plug, let the people know where to find you, what you got going on, or whatever, man. This is the time to do that. But again, we appreciate you, man. Love you,
1: bro.
3: Thank you, man. I should. I ain't got nothing, man. We ain't no work. I mean, COVID. I got. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to do this. <laughs> 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 I can't call my phone when I'm working.
4: <laughs> oh man! <laughs>
3: I'm, 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 at, I'm at on everything, man. I really appreciate you guys for taking the time and having me up here. and Let me talk my shit. I really appreciate that. No sure
2: doubt, man. No doubt, man. Well, we out of here, folks. Till next you, time,
0: bro. Proud of you, man. Peace.